We love baseball. We love family. What could be better than combining the two? Play ball! Welcome to the Baseball Family Podcast, presented by Baseballism, a production of that cast. And now, host Troy and Danae Silva. Danae, we are getting into what's considered the off-season of baseball. I guess there's no off-season when it comes to Arizona baseball. <laughs> it's sunny all the time, so people think that they need to play all the time. Right. But I guess the normal off-season would start kind of like right now. Like, Well, fall ball starts what, end of August? Uh, yeah, so September, October <laughs> is usually the fall season, and then kind of off-season, I guess, is... What's what, off-season? You just take a complete break? So the off-season no is... Well, it's, it's basically based on major leagues. So by the time the playoffs are when over... When they're taking their break. So when they're taking their, their break, they're considered off-season. So we're getting into the off-season, which a lot of people nowadays, I guess, with the coronavirus, they're not taking an off-season because we've actually had a huge, long off-season going um, forward as far as like sitting around doing nothing. So it's going to be a little bit different this year going into the off season because it's different timing and stuff like that. But we are going into the off season. So that's what it is. We're in October. So November, December. So I, I guess off season would be considered probably November, December into January. That okay. would be off season. A lot of the high schools will start kind of February, March ish right in there. So the off season is time for like training, development, doing different things, different sports, whatever it is they want to do. So I want to talk about is imp- it improving. Yeah, it's a time to improve. So how do you improve during the winter? But aren't you trying? I don't know. You're t- telling them to take a break, right? So what's that exactly. look like? So then? exactly. So um, I mean, I've heard some of you. I've heard you tell your teams when we were in Seattle, don't throw a ball for the off season. For the off season. Good one. Rest your arm. You're listening. So what would they work on? So I want to talk about going into this winter, like what can you do as far as improvement? So there's different things that you can do. Staying in shape. Don't just go and sit and eat sugar cookies, (laughs) Halloween candy. Yeah. So there's like five things I want to talk about and and that's one of them. So there's, there's different aspects of like improvement that you can be doing during the winter. The first thing, which you just said, which I think is important is you got to take some sort of break to get your brain like refreshed and recommitted and refocused and ready to kind of go back out at it again and and create that excitement to play. I think by the time your season's over, let's say you've done eight months of baseball or whatever season you've had. Mm -hmm. um, I think by then you kind of want a little break and I think it's important to take a break mentally because it it gets you that, that refreshed mind of wanting to play again. I think by the time the season's over, another sport you're excited about, Yeah, you know, that you could throw in one of them I wanted to talk about. Cause that's hard. I mean, if you're doing baseball all year round and you're excited about another sport, it's hard to really, especially when you're kind of like, you kind of have this fear of missing out. If you're not doing baseball, then right. you're going to lose out. Right. But that's, that's one of them. So, um, we'll start with that one. There's like five or six, but playing another sport is one of them. So I think off season is an opportunity, not just off season. Like if during they have the season your sport, too. what if your sport's not going on during the off season to play during the season? Like we have, we have a kid right now playing both basketball and baseball. So it's, 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 not that big of a deal if you play two sports in one season. You know, obviously it's going to be a lot of work. Like you're driving right. all over the place yeah. sometimes. But, but I think the off season is an opportunity to play another sport. Maybe it doesn't even have to be an organized sport either. That's the one thing that most people don't understand. Like you don't have to 
play other sports if you don't want to, but go do other things. It's going to make you an athlete. It's going to, it's going to make you more athletic. Like you said, it's going to keep you in shape and keeping you, you doing stuff um, with that. But you also, you get, when you play other sports, you, you have that yearning to get back to the sport that you love specifically with baseball. True. So I think the opportunity to play other sports is, is huge and do it during off season. I know off season for, for baseball players is the next season's football. So like that fall time is football and then you get into basketball. So there's two sports right there. You can play. Um, if you want to play soccer, I don't even know when that is. I think it's at the same time, but there's different, different opportunities. But again, it doesn't have to be organized as well. You can go play basketball with the friends. You can go do whatever you want. So once one, another sport is, is going to be an opportunity for you to get that athleticism and get refreshed. And another one is, um, some of the skill set stuff. So like hitting, like what should you do for hitting during the off season? There's some, some big leaguers will take two months off and not really hit at all because it's a little bit different in the big leagues. You're playing every day. You're at mm-hmm. the field all day long and you just need that break. The younger kids might not need that just because they need a little bit more work. And I think for the younger kids to say youth to high school, even into college, like it's a good time to fix whatever problems you might've had during so the season. So getting in to the facility or wherever you're going to go with someone helping you, how often? So doing it as often as you want to, but also like you said, like, so it's not burning you out. We have, yeah, we have a facility because that's where we do our training, but like being creative with what you have and you don't have, what if you're in Minnesota and it's freezing cold outside and all you have is like a tea in the garage, like that's an opportunity you have to actually go work on stuff. And then that's the, the thing is like understanding what you need to work on. Really. I tell people when I work with them, like evaluate your whole season after your season's over and come up with two or three things that you need to get better with and at. And I think that helps you understand what you need to do as far as work. Because most people go into the off season and just go, oh, we're going to So you're not just coming. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not just coming into the off season going, baseball, put it behind me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to think about it. So I'm ready to play again in February. Well, a lot so of, you are getting to the tee, yes. practicing your swing, whatever we talked about in the last yeah. episode. Yeah. Is what are you going to work on? Exactly. But a lot of that is, I'm glad you brought that up, is dictated by... Number one, your age. Like right. if, if you're older and you're playing at a higher level, you probably need more of a break because you've been like doing it. Like you said, it. right. And then number two, the level of seriousness you have for the sport that you're in. So let's say you're a 12-year-old baseball player that wants to play pro ball or college. Like you probably should put in some work during that season, even if you are playing basketball or a different sport. Um, but I think if you understand those couple things that you need to work on going into it, you're going to have a better understanding and idea of what you need to work at. And and that will help you a lot. So let's say a kid, let's use, use anybody. So let's say a kid, you know, this season he batted pretty well, maybe had like a 350, 400 batting average in club ball. Right. But his main weakness when he got out, he would ground out to shortstop. Let's just use that as an example. So, you know, 50% of his outs were ground balls to shortstop. What would be the, common sense logical thing to be working on as far as off season for that kid you don't know <laughs> you're looking at me like i have no idea <laughs> uh, the common sense would be stop hitting ground balls to shortstop right that's that simple like when you do t work or when you do you know front toss or whatever it is you're doing try to get the ball over the shortstop's head versus to the shortstop and a lot of that honestly is dictated by how they train themselves a kid did you know this a kid hitting off his tee in the garage trying to put in work trying to get better can actually create problems by doing that because in the tee where does the ball go kind of into the net level he doesn't know that so if he hits a line drive into the net 
right? That's right. feeling good and off off a tee. He gets in the game. That line drive in the net is a three hopper to the shortstop because he's not physically strong enough or whatever. So you have to understand your weakness so that you can actually try to fix it. So that kid's problem might be he trained himself the whole offseason to hit ground balls to shortstop. He didn't even know it. Oh, man. Yeah. I know. So that's just one example. But I think the, the idea behind it is after your season's over, come up with two or three things that you know you need to get better at. Maybe it's bat speed. Maybe it's vision. Maybe it's seeing the ball better. Maybe it's laying off of pitches out of the strike zone. I don't know. Each kid will be individualized, but, and then putting a plan of attack to try to fix it. So you're going to have to go in somewhere to have someone help you with that. You can't if just you be don't. like, I, you know. Well, think about what we did during COVID. We set up a net out in the backyard. And that's how they did their hitting. We couldn't drive everywhere and go do things. Everything was shut down. So that's how we did it. Some people will use wiffle balls. I think wiffle ball is a perfect thing to be working on. You don't need a lot of space. But first they need to know, is my swing right? So they need to know what they need to fix and be able to go, okay, I know how to do this. Now I can do that at home. Exactly. Knowing knowing what you struggled with is the key factor to right. putting in the right work during the winter. Um, so working on the personal weaknesses are, is like the main focus. And then the creativity is, is key too. you have to get creative depending on what you got. If you have access to machines or you have access to a cage or whatever, that's going to be different than not having that access. You might be on the field doing stuff. You might be in your basement hitting off a tee. Every, everybody's different in what they're doing, but get creative with what they're doing is, is important. The fielding stuff is um, important as well. But the problem with fielding is like during the winter, it's usually colder outside. You usually have bad weather. So it's kind of hard to get fielding in speci- specifically if you're like an outfielder and you need like reps in the outfield, but right. you can, you can get creative with that too. There's a bunch of drills you can do. You can go out to any YouTube channel and there's tons of indoor drills that you can do to actually help hand-eye coordination and different things. So the fielding thing I wouldn't get Unless that's like your big weakness, like if you recognize after your season, like I was just horrible defensively, I need to get better. You know, I would take a, take time off on the defensive stuff just to kind of give yourself a break. But again, if you really need it, then then go get it done. So, and then the throwing, you mentioned this earlier. The throwing, um, we have a we kind of have a rule, if you want to call it, is you have to take at least three to four months off of not throwing a baseball. Your, your eyes in a row, good. three to four months, preferably in a row, because preferably in a so row starting in. So if you're finishing your season end of October, you got November, maybe October, November, well, this year December. it looks different COVID. So yeah. we might be playing a little bit into November. And all of it looks different depending on your situation and where you live and how much baseball you're playing. Right. I mean, if you're in a, how do you take four months off then it, November, December, January, for, I mean, that's the hard part. You have to say no, because, because what happens as you get kind of told that you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to do this if you're not taking at least three to four months off your arm you are going to hurt yourself why do big leaguers take three months off of their so arm? how are you getting better at pitching then well that's the thing is if when you're taking three to four months if off, you pitched a lot mm-hmm. and, and, and this is isolated by each individual if you pitched a lot this season let's say you threw a ton of innings and you were one of the, one of the main pitchers you need to take more time off than the kid that didn't pitch a lot and let it repair and let it let it heal let it refresh i mean a lot of times i've talked to tons of big leaguers and that's where they're really feeling like they're gaining velocity and they're they're feeling good about themselves when they just rest and they don't do anything as far as throwing that i'm not saying they can't do J bands and surgical tubing and workouts and velocity training stuff. So your season starts and you're only into three months, two months, then what? Then you just don't start off throwing. You you have to get creative with what you're given. If you're up in a state, like we were in Washington where it rained 
all the time. They didn't, you never had to really worry about not throwing for three months because it just happened naturally. But now we're in a state like Arizona where baseball's played almost year round. You have to learn to say no because it's going to be beneficial for your arm development and your arm care. You have to take that time off. And and again, if you, let's say you're a kid on the team that didn't pitch hardly at all and your arm was fine, you didn't hardly pitch at all and you want to spend some time like working on it, that would be a good time to do it. So big leaguers go play what, February to like, End if they October, play in them, yep. then they take that. They don't throw at all. If you're a pitcher, usually they don't throw. And then for you at least get back at it months. after three months. Say yes. they just jump right back in and start throwing. Well, that's a good. So point like too. little things you were talking about over the break, you're going to be working on fixing things. Yes. So what if you have some stuff to fix as a pitcher? Then you can you do that during you can the isolate season. It. Yeah, but you don't need to throw is what I'm trying to say too. So you have plenty of time to work on this stuff too. Yeah, plenty, plenty of time. But the point that you made with they they take all that time off is is important for them to heal and also refresh, but also like allow themselves to do other things. Like you can still work out. You can still that's your that's your time to get stronger. That's your time to do your J band. Just the, throwing your arm out. Throwing yeah. Throwing a, a baseball physically. Throwing a baseball needs to take some time off. And again, it's it's a lot of it's dictated by your age, how much you've thrown and, you know, how serious you are. Right. But I will say the overall uh, idea would be three months straight. Now with COVID, I mean, we took what March, April, May of doing nothing. So most kids probably got I mean, some kids might have thrown a little bit during that time, but most kids probably got at least two months off of their arm during that time. So it's going to be a lot different right now going into this off season. You can put in a little bit time, more time and work, but I think the idea is being So you smart. need to be strengthening it because you don't want to go yes. right into throwing and no. throw your arm out after three months. So of you want to gradually lead it back into it too. When you do take your three to four months off of no throwing, you want to make sure that you're gradually getting back into it. Start throwing slower and then kind of start heating it up, heating it up. You know, it should take uh, two months to a, or two weeks to a month to be, you know, going full speed, not just throwing it as hard as you can. That's a, that's another problem in my opinion that creates a lot of arm problems. Kids will take time off their first day back. They're going hundred percent trying to <laughs> throw the ball as hard as yeah. they can. And their arms not ready to do that. It's a gradual, you know, increase of doing it. So you got the throwing, you got the fielding, you got the hitting. A lot of it's dictated by your personal needs and, and what, how much you've thrown, how much you've hit, what do you need to work on and really put in a plan of attack with that. Now here's the final one that I wanted to talk about. And this is important is, is studying the game and learning the game. And really like watching how to play baseball. Don't you say to turn on a baseball game on TV? Yeah. So like JJ, literally this morning, he likes to watch YouTube, like top plays and stuff. He's He's been watching like YouTube baseball stuff all the time. And he's saying stuff that I'm like, just by watching stuff like that, he's learning things. Like, why didn't he do that, dad? And I'm like, I don't know. A 10 year old's telling a big leaguer why he didn't back up the base or whatever mm. he's doing. So like un- understanding the game is an important tool to really enhance your ability to play at a higher level because the knowledge of the game and the study of the game really advances you to get to the levels you're trying to play at. Once you get, you know, to that high school college level, like everyone's pretty good. What separates them is the mental stuff and the ability to, to compete and understand and have that instinctual part that a lot of kids don't have. So I think, I think that's a big time too. You can watch old YouTube videos of different things. You can study different, you know, things as far as like how to's there's, there's a whole bunch of things you can do to actually study. But uh, I think the overall idea is to work on what you need to work on individually and then make sure you're getting the rest that you desperately need because you're mentally drained and physically drained as well. Let your body heal up and repair. You're looking at me like you want to go work out right now. No, good info. Info, info, info. All right. So I I think the winter plan for everybody going into this winter, 
is, is that. So identify what you need to work on, set a plan of attack to go get it done. Be creative. Play another sport. If you can play another sport to get your mind off it and do stuff. And, um, and then really like, I think getting stronger is a big one too, as well. Like putting in the weight room slash, you know, conditioning stuff to really condition your body to play a long eight month, nine month season is, is important because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of injury breakdown and stuff like that. So I think, um, even with little kids, I mean, little, little guys, nine to 12 year olds, 13 year olds, they can be doing squats and pushups and sprints and different things actually condition their body as well. And then the high school college kids, the reality of it is, is you got to take those off season months and get bigger and stronger. Everyone needs to get bigger and stronger. When did you say start lifting? Uh, usually at about age? 14, what 14 years old. 14. So if they're a big 13 year old, usually about high school age is when they can start lifting. And then as they graduate into 15, 16 years old, they can do it more and more and more. And by the time a kid's 17, 18 years old, they should be somewhat addicted to lifting weights and That's getting stronger too, though. Cause when you lift, then you get tighter. So then a pitcher, what There's, does that look like? Yeah. So you have to make sure you're lifting properly depending yeah. on the position that you're at and, and cr- keeping the, the, stretch and the flexibility uh where it needs to be because you don't want to the j bands you don't want to get tight and throw a baseball but the lifting thing is i mean i don't know anybody that doesn't lift and plays at a high level like you have to yeah so if you want to play at a high level you better get serious in the weight room but be careful with your arm and your shoulder (laughs) yeah it looks different for a pitcher versus a it does fielder yeah so awesome so hopefully these um aspects and these ideas will help you going into this winter and um, take it and really map out a plan. I like to have our kids like write down specific goals that they're trying to do uh, during the winter. Like what are you trying to put on 10 pounds of muscle? Are you trying to, you know, throw five miles an hour harder? Are you trying to hit it hard? Whatever it is your goals are, it's good to put it on paper and look at it every day because it gives you incentive and and motivation to go get it done. So the worst thing you can do is just kind of aimlessly go through the off season. So you come back after, is it fun to see I mean, absolutely. you notice yeah, absolutely. big time the kids that were putting their work in. A hundred percent. And what it does for confidence, knowing that you put in the work going into a season is huge. Yeah. So get that work done. So awesome. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe, hit that like button, share it to as many people as you can. Give us your ideas on different ideas that you want us to talk about and um, go get it this off season. Go get it done. Go put in the work and you're the only one that can stop you. What do you got, Danae? That's all. There's no motivational speech from you? No. Come on, motivational speech lady. I don't have anything. (laughs) You're awesome. All right. God bless. Have a great week.